When kids just won't listen, parents often feel stuck between two choices, to give in or get angry. It's exhausting. We give you the top techniques directly from the experts, helping you on your path to a more peaceful, respectful, and joyful life with your kids. Cricket Jones Halpern gives us insight on teaching a growth mindset to young kids. She is a child development specialist, author, illustrator, mother, founder and CEO of Drum to Learn, founder of Making the Arts Real for Youth, and Cricket Enterprises, all using the creative arts as vehicles to help children develop healthy methods of expression coping skills, and building greater confidence. She has more than 25 years of experience working with young children, using her creativity through art, drumming, and her children's books. She builds and improves social and emotional skills among children from the ages of two to five years. Of course, we're going to talk today about how to get kids to listen. Cricket specifically enumerates three steps to learning discusses how she uses brain development charts to get kids to participate, and shares strategies of using short, clear dialogues, giving choices, and asking questions in order to manage more than 20 preschool-age kids in a classroom. If you'd like to hear more about how she does that, stay tuned. Here's Cricket. Cricket Jones Halpern, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. My favorite first question, what is it that you love most about working with kids? What do I love most about working with children, with kids? Um, I love to guide them to think for themselves. That's my core. That's what I'm about. Uh, I love when they, they, get a, they get a skill and then they burst out with a feeling of proud of themselves. So they burst out with a smile. I also love helping them uh, handle their big feelings because that's what I do a lot. I, I work on feelings. Yeah. And then I help them build their self-awareness and their um, emotional resilience and, and help them regulate. All right. And Did I give too much? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I don't think you gave too much. I, what, I, what I heard is that you um, love to guide them or maybe nurture them in their self-expression and thinking for themselves. Yes, absolutely. They really take that to the next level um, as far as people you could work with because when they, when they have something new, they really, they really explode with it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what's so cool, that feeling when you see, when I work with children and I see them actually get it like they, their their mind just went oh, I got it and they just smile you know and that's so interesting because they they I mean it may take them time and practice to get to that point but they actually feel it or they're understanding it and the feeling or whatever it may be that we're working on I think it's so cool I just love it you are a child development specialist and you're also a founder of a company called drum to learn correct and that incor- that incorporates drumming. Drumming and, and social and emotional skill building. The way I kind of explain it is that um, 
that we help with social and emotional and brain building through a framework of drumming for two to five years of age. So we're not a music program. So we mostly work on the social and emotional pieces. So what is the main thing that you would say you've learned in that capacity from working with kids? What I've learned uh, working with kids over the past like three decades is um, that they're capable of learning and thinking for themselves and doing for themselves. That's what I've learned the most is that they're capable of this. Um, where, where it depends yeah. on wherever their developmental level is, uh, that, but they are capable to learn, grow, and improve the knowledge, their knowledge with awareness. Can you tell us more about the specific environment that you're working with kids in? And well, yeah, just tell us about that, about what it looks like. Okay. Um, what it looks like is that, um, we, we bring a drum for each child. So we do have sometimes, you know, 20 children, sometimes more and the teachers. So we sit in a big circle, everyone has their own drum. And, and then we play pretty much play games, you know, uh, building resilience and maybe their brain building games or about feelings. And, and then we're just one after another. And then we just, I watch the development of, and where the children are. And then I, we, you know, if I depends on how often I go, if I'm there week to week, we build. So if I see that they're, you know, learning an activity, then we add on to it. So you have two to five year olds, you have 20 of them, they've got drums mm -hmm. and you're trying to explore with them, um, around their feelings and around building resilience. Can you tell me more? What does the, what's the process like? So, um, well, it depends on where they're at developmentally, like, but the basic core simple part of it is they, we, um, we introduce, you know, before they enter the circle, I have some guidelines. So we, so that there's some rules kind of like rules, if you want to call it in the circle. So when they're, you know, needing more, they're having something going on, right. Emotionally or sensory, something's happening. I can always get their attention. So we have a, uh, where I ask them for their hands up. So then we raise their hands up and then fold them and hold them. And that way I get all their attention at the same time. And then once they're, they're in the circle and, you know, they're all drumming and it's, you know, loud and they're crazy having fun, then I'll say hands up and then fold them and hold them. Now I have their attention. And then we go through, um, the, the, the opening of the circle, which is just depending on, you know, it might just be ringing a triangle and then later it grows to be talking about the instrument, the percussion instrument, how many sides, how many corners, and then, and then, it, you know, each, each activity will grow, but then we just, after the warm up, we jump into, um, maybe the brain development part where we'll learn some, some repetition or some rhyming, and then we'll move to the next activity. There's a lot of turn taking, um, which I believe is important for young children to learn, you know, sometimes they are okay with, you know, waiting their turn, or sometimes they get disappointed. And then we work on that. And we, I work on with affirmations. And um, so we have one affirmation that is pretty much our core affirmation. And it's a rhythm that we do. And it's called bounce back like a ball, which is um, hence my book. <laughs> yeah. 
And then we, we do our activities and then we close the circle. And then the next time, you know, when they come, they grow. We, we, we you know, we see where they're at and we grow. And I usually have classes back to back. Like I'll have four classes in a row or, you know, five classes at some schools. The first thing you're doing when you have them is before you um, open the circle, you're, you already are, have let them kind of have, have their fun in an unstructured way with the drum. Yes. After I give it the guidelines, then when they come in, yes, when they come in, they're very impulsive and they really want to just feel the drum and hear it and, you know, experiment. Yes. I let them have it, you know, let them have that experience. And then when I see it calming down, then I, I get their attention by raising, you know, hands up, hands up and then fold them and hold them. So you're kind of waiting, you're gauging the room to decide, you know, when you see that energy die down a little bit, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just here. I'm going to set the timer for 20 seconds, but you're, you're already engaging with where they are that particular day. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then depending on the age, you know, sometimes with the older ones, they, they are quicker at regulating their body and calming down. So we then move to uh, vibration. So at the beginning of their circle, we'll put your hands on your drum and then we feel the vibration and we'll be, and then they say mindful. And then I come around tapping the Buffalo drum and they're, you know, so amazing that they get to the point with practice that they can have their hands on the drums. A lot of, some of them close their eyes and they just feel the vibration, just focusing on their breath. And then we move on. I mean, it's, it's, so you have like 20 some kids all focused on, feeling the drum. I mean, of course, some of them have sensory, you know, so they need more help and more support, but they get there. They get there with practice. Yeah. It sounds like you have all kinds of opportunity for kids to run amok, uh, to to make noise. You've given them noisemakers and you're asking them to, you know, to do more than just than just bang on them. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the challenges? And yeah, can we talk about how you are addressing the problems that I'm sure come up with twenty three year olds and drums? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, some of it just depends um, what comes up in the circle, depending on where they're at at that day. And also depending on their developmental level. So, you know, their sensory, their emotional level, their behavioral. And then it's so a lot of times the teachers are there Well, they are there. Their teachers are there to help facilitate the classroom management. And I'm facilitating the drum circle. So I don't have to discipline when I'm in a circle. So I, at least I try not to, I, what I do is if they're not listening and they're, you know, I mean, I can get their attention for the most part by doing the hands up, you know, fold them and hold them. But if they continue and continue, then, um, I just, what I try to introduce is just a growth mindset to help them to, to participate. So I have, um, props, if you want to call it charts and all, um, at the beginning, when we do our, um, or warm up in the very beginning, the guideline and a little meeting that I have, we'll go over those charts. So they're about bubble space. So they're about, you know, keeping your hands to yourself. They're about, um, that's one chart is a bubble space. And then the other second one is um, a learning, I call it a learning ladder. So it's just a ladder of different, like it starts at the bottom where it says, I won't. 
And then it moves up to the top where it says, I did, I did it. So then we talk about um, the learning ladder. And, and then I, my phrase and my affirmation is keep learning, keep growing. Practice makes us better. And then as they learn and they keep hearing this or in repetition week after week and d- during the drum circle, they end up saying better back to me. So I'll say practice makes us and then they all say better. And then my third chart is the brain development. It's a pie chart. Um, and then it's about the green zone. There's the different zones of the, the you know, green zone, blue zone, and then there's red and, and there's a combo zone. So then we go into the green zone and that's where we talk about it's good to participate. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. And then so I, I kind of like trying to help their mindset. And if their mindset is is like fixed, like they don't want to do it, they're, mm, you know, or they they're sad, then we over time. I just try to shift it a little bit more and more. And then eventually, I mean, they do turn around and then they start realizing it's okay to participate. It's okay to, you know, to listen. Yeah, that's amazing that you're able to um, communicate with so many of them, especially using, I mean, you're talking about charts and they've got drums and um, it's, it sounds like these are preschool age kids. So it sounds like you've you've tapped into something there um, with with the drumming that's that's able that's got their attention in a way that um, you know going in without that I don't know I don't know if that could be done <laughs> right no I I agree yeah because they like they like the drumming and it's fun I mean the games are fun we sing songs and you know what I mean there's a lot to the circle. Um, they don't really know what we're really working on. They just think we're having fun and playing. And that's that's where my tagline came in. It was like, it's playtime with a purpose. So we're playing, but there's really a purpose behind what I do. I mean, even every word that I say in the circle, um, I've worked on the, the curriculum for, you know, like I'll work on a, like last, last year I was really working on feelings. So I really had to examine what, we don't, you know, I can't introduce, you know, 25 feelings. So we introduce certain feelings and then and really worked on oh we don't need this one right now we don't need that one and then get the you know get the dialogue down so that they remember and uh, then when it's repeated to them over and over and over that's when they really will gather that information and take it and bring it to them you know to their brain and hopefully keep it with them right for for years to come yeah Mm -hmm. well i don't want to jump over uh the questions that I kind of talked about with you, mm-hmm. I know, talking about specifically, quote, getting kids to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, is there more that you wanted to share about, about the process there? Or, I mean, you've talked about having the hands up, hold, hold them and fold them, mm-hmm. fold them and hold them. Mm-hmm. Um, is there more that you'd like to tell us about that? Uh, I think the drumming that that's really all I help. I mean, I do help with a lot of things during the drum circle, but uh, as far as it, it just takes practice to get, you know, to listen and to be a better listener and then to follow along and participate and then to grow. I mean, you know, to really figure out where we're working with growth, with brain development, you know, crossing the midline, uh, motor planning. I mean, everything that we're working on. So it takes, they have to get past that, um, that feeling of they need to be so, you know, calm and be getting in the green zone and then they can move up the levels of engagement 
And then once we work with, you know, I see where they're at. What's interesting is I can see, even though I have so many children, I can know where they are and I can help them. And I see where they need to grow. Like say they have um, feelings of disappointment because they didn't get a turn. Then, you know, I'll just say, it's okay. Maybe next time. Yeah. And then I, that's all I say. And then they eventually will understand. It's okay. Yeah. Maybe next time. And, you know, I've been, and I don't give a lot of words. I just, my dialogue is very short and sweet. I also, you, you talked about the, how it's going in the day. Like, I think you may have been talking about time of day. Is that right? Uh, time of day. Uh, yeah. Depending on where they're at, um, emotionally, you know, meaning like, so something could have happened or been going on, you know, earlier that day or that morning when they, we're kept coming to school or the night before or situations happen. Life just has happened. So we just kind of, once I see where they are, you know, and what they can handle, then we move through it. And if they, they can't, I just keep have my same dialogue. It doesn't change. And then I even have the kids telling me the same dialogue back, you know, cause of repetition. So that's really, I like that because that, that means they're really getting, they're really paying attention and the, the three steps of learning. So they're paying attention, they're remembering what happened, and then they have to retrain their brain, which that's what they're, and they create that pattern in their mind. So then they're telling it back to me. Like they'll tell me, you know, I'm green zone happy. They, they now understand that, that brain development part that they need to be happy to learn because that's what I'll say. What is this? And they'll say, First, I tell them it's a pie chart. And then what is this? I say pie chart. Then I'll say, what is this? They say green zone. I say, what happens in the green zone? And then they say, we learn because I've taught them that's where we learn is in the green zone. We can't learn when we're in the red zone or the blue zone or the combo. We, we, we have to calm our body, take our deep breaths, whatever we need to calm our body with. And then we move to the green zone. And they know this now. Like if I worked with them throughout the year, they, they all... They, they, the older ones for sure are getting it. The younger ones are just repetition right now. They're just understanding that it's a green zone or they're understanding what it might, you know, the basic parts of it. Yeah. So you're building, helping them build that, that repetition and that pattern. Mm -hmm. And I don't, in my worldview, I might call that kind of habit building. Yes. With a good sense, you know, in mm -hmm. the good, good sense of the word. Yes, Absolutely. And it's all good for them, right? It's all good to help them learn to regulate and putting the little tools in their the toolbox, you know, keep keep gathering some more coping skills to figure it out, you know, to take with them. So when they move to the next year, next grade, whatever, next level, next next journey, they can hopefully have that in their pocket, in their in their box. Yeah, and it's easy to overlook um, with ourselves and with children if something's not really a pattern or a habit, mm -hmm. you know, what's the likelihood that we're going to, to get it right on, yeah. on the second, on the second try. Um, I think that that often isn't a part of the conversation mm -hmm. when we're talking about working with other people. Um, in this case, kids, how are they building the habit? How are, how are they establishing the pattern? Right. Right. Yeah. So they can remember it when the, the, moments come up of, of stress or, you know, sadness that they can remember to calm their body, you know, and, and bounce back like a ball, like calm it down. And then we bounce back like a ball so we can grow, move forward and enjoy our day. You had described that process as like attention and then memory and then retraining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've learned that there's, I, I might've gotten this from, you know, 
I have older boys and my oldest one looks at YouTube a lot. So when we were, he's 16, but when we're working on things, like it seems like we're working on them at the same time. And so he found this YouTube video, which right now I can't even remember what it may be, but they were saying there's three steps to learning. So, and it made sense when I connected it to drumming. And then when I connected it to other things, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, the first step is um, they ha everyone, ha you have to pay attention. Because if you're in sadness or you're, you know, you're too much sensory happening, you can't pay attention. So the first step is to pay attention. Then the second one is to remember what happened. So if we're learning a pattern, they first have to pay attention to the pattern. Then they have to remember what happened. And then the third step is they have to retrain and create a pattern in their mind to learn that pattern. And, they, and I've learned that they start from scratch every time. So every time I see them again, the repetition is key because again, they have to, you know, and then if they remember it, then they're already, they're already on the step too. Oh, they remember it. Oh yeah. I remember it. Just tap, clap. And then they have to retrain and create that pattern in. And then pretty soon they'll get, you know, they'll get in that groove and then they got it. And you're not going into any of that until you until the state or the, um, until they're regulated or, or feeling happy. Um, because, you're saying that it's not going to be effective if they're not in a certain state of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's levels of engagement. So when they, and in the circle, the levels of engagement, it's all different. I can't get them all green zone happy <laughs> at right. the same time. So I may get, and de depending on where they are developmentally, like I may have a, three people that are green zone happy and they're learning and the others you know, they're still trying to be, you know, be calm and, and they're still trying to feel safe. You know, they, they might be emotionally, you know, nervous or scared or so they have to work through that first before they can move to the to the part about that they can pay attention. And it takes time. Do you have any recommendations if a parent is thinking, oh, I should I should go out and buy a drum and uh, and figure some of this out? Do you have any recommendations about that could be specific about you know, what kind of equipment they might want to look at or um, are there books or uh, websites about that someone could could try to do some of this on their own? So I do get that question a lot from parents. So it depends on what their in, what's their interest. Like if they want them to learn rhythm or pattern, then that and they're interested in a drumming. So then they go buy a drum and then they can figure out pattern and rhythm. If they want them to learn to pay attention and to focus and concentrate, then there's other ways. If they want them to learn to like <clears throat> feel safe, you know, maybe they'll buy in the drum because they want them to feel comfortable, more comfortable with everything. Then, you know, so like with that, I would say you need to go back down and start reading to them because then reading books about feelings and about, you know, so they can get their attention and learn the different um, the basics in a sense so that they can feel what they what they feel and what they know how other people feel. So they start learning the empathy part. So it kind of depends on where like I, I, the question I mostly get from parents is, are they paying? Are they are they getting it? Are they learning it? Like, are they really understanding what's happening? Because they might think right. they're too young or they're, you know, and then I just to see where I just see where they're at and see if where if they can learn like if they're ready to learn yet or they're too they're too scared still like they're too you know or maybe they're too young maybe they're young and developmentally they're still growing they're still learning 
So it's a little tricky question because it depends. Yeah. But I do say if they're interested and they ask me to about a drum, I do say, oh, yeah, then this is where you can go buy a drum. <laughs> so that way, because they have that interest. And then we go from there. Okay. And do you have any uh, resources that you recommend around um, those those books or anything that you find yourself handing out to people or recommending to people most? Uh, well, I think just uh, the same that I said, but I mean, I have written a couple books and um, and illustrated, and so I sometimes when I when I talk about our affirmations that we drum, then I'll talk about my book that is um, the main one that we drum. It's like the core of the drum circle, which the affirmation is bounce back like a ball, and then yeah. which is based on feelings, and we'll go you know over time we explain I explain that to the kids. And then they, you know, it depends. Sometimes they get it, you know, they eventually, a lot of them do get the understanding of that metaphor. Yeah. Tell me more about your book. Is it, is it for children or is it for adults working with children? Um, it's actually for children, um, like preschool age, uh, up to like, I, I mean, when I was writing the book, I, I, it can actually go up to like fifth grade, but, um, because it's a mindset, you know, that you're trying to figure out and, and I have older boys, and when I was testing it with them, I was like, oh, yeah, this can go up to, like, you know, fifth grade. So I thought that was great. But mostly it's for preschool, like zero to, I mean, uh, two to eight maybe, you know, is what I kind of maybe gauge where it might be. I'm assuming it incorporates some drumming in it. Yeah, actually, actually it does. It's, it was, uh, it's my second book, but it does actually have a drum circle. It's about a drum circle. And so the first page opens up and all the children are sitting at the drum. And um, it's about a little girl who is um, disappointed. She gets disappointed because she doesn't get a turn. You know, her teacher doesn't pick her for the, uh, she doesn't pick her for a while. And then the, then the teacher helps her through that, that um, process to, it's okay to, you know, maybe next time you'll have a turn. And then it goes through and then she kind of gets it the understanding and then she helps a friend in the in the drum in the her friend in the drum circle that you know I never get a turn he says so then she helps him and then he finally gets a turn and then they kind of go through it as the other friends get a turn it's okay maybe next time we bounce back so we can grow move forward and enjoy our day so it kind of helps the children understand to think of others and which we do in the drum circle too and to you know it's okay if you didn't get a turn maybe next time and you did, and you did the illustrating on that book too. I did, I did. Nice. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe I did. I, I mean, I'm an artist, but I, I don't know why. When I was, when I wrote the book, I didn't think I could illustrate it for the odd reason I don't really know. And then I checked into finding an illustrator and realized I could not afford one, and uh, I wouldn't even own the artwork if I did. And so uh, then I thought, I'll, I'm going to do it myself. So I did. I, well, that was my my first book, and then the second one. Um, I was, you know, illustrated and now I've illustrated, um, another one, my third one, I just illustrated for a friend and I'm on my fourth illustration. Wow. Yeah. I'm almost, almost, that one's going to come out soon. Huh. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's practice. <laughs> yeah. You've, uh, you've exemplified that learning, learning and practice. And building resilience, right? Figuring it out. Taking on something new and scary and yeah, making it work. Right, exactly, exactly. Where can people find you online? Online, I have a website. Um, 
my drum to learn so they can drum to learn d r u m t o l e a r n l e a r n.com and then i have cricketenterprises.com that's where you can find my books and the books are also on amazon is there anything that um that we skipped over is there anything that you would like to add to this conversation before we say goodbye uh, well, I was going to say, because I wanted to help also, I mean, I, I kind of uh, touched on like for drumming and how I help children hopefully be a better listener or pay attention, at least to kind of get to the understanding of those steps and where to, you know, to participate. But I also have, so that, since I've been in the field for a while, I have other um, suggestions, ideas that I would like to share and see if, you okay. know, maybe it might help someone. So, so this is kind of out, this is kind of putting the drums aside yeah. stuff? Great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's putting Great. the drums aside because that's one hat, you know, and now the other hats are like right now I'm doing a study and I'm in a classroom. So I'm with a, in a classroom, I'm doing a study for one of my books. So I'm, and I'm helping a friend and it's a two, three-year-old classroom. So there are two and threes and, but I also drum at the school. So I know the four fives and, but in the classroom, um, you know, with two and three year olds, you know, I'm like, Ooh, this is tricky because they, right. yeah, they're very tricky and they, they don't want to listen sometimes or they're impulsive, sure. you know? Sure. And so I kind of came, I just, by doing my little study, I've come up with some, some dialogue that I hear other teachers say, and I, we, you know, I kind of put pieced it all together. So, and it's really, it does help. It helps the children. So like if in the case of a child that still doesn't want to like, doesn't want to listen, you know? Um, so, and they, they sometimes are, are, you know, testing or they're impulsive. And then I'll say, I can, like, and I need them to come to the, to, uh, to the um, circle time, or I need them maybe at home, you need them to come to the table to eat. I don't know. So I would say I can help you or you can do it by yourself, your choice. And so then I, that, that's really helps the kids really hear it very clear and matter of fact and very short dialogue. So that's really very, has been helpful for me with my little study that I'm doing. And then if, if they come to be where they don't listen, right, it's still like they're choosing not to follow directions and they still need more support. Um, yeah. I could, I, my dialogue then is it could be a couple, I have a few strategies that I figured out. And one could be, I've asked you to come to the table. Uh, I'm going to help your body. So then I go and I, I kind of help them over to circle time or to wherever is needed to go to, so we can keep continuing with our day. Or I could say, it's time to clean up now and go outside, put the books back on the shelf. And then, so then that, that's the first dialogue. And what I'm figuring out now is that I can add that second part. I could change that second part as we move along in throughout the year and they, and they start developing their mind in their, you know, figuring out and growing. Then I can say, um, you could, where can you put the books back on the shelf? Like I can ask them. And then later I can say the books go on the, and then they have to think. Cause I, that's one of my, I love doing is helping kids think for themselves. So then they have to think, oh, where do they go? And then eventually, hopefully, right, they would just, it's time to clean up. It's time to come to the table. And then they would go and, and think for themselves and do it on their own. So that's one little thing I'm, where I'm at right now and because I'm, I'm working on a yeah. book. Yeah, and it's really been helpful and it's interesting to watch. the. And I've been there six weeks now. I'm going to do an eight-week. I'm, I'm there for eight weeks so I have a couple more weeks in the room just helping out, but also I'm doing, I'm figuring out for my next book. So I'm kind of like, oh, this is a win-win, you know? 
win-win. Yeah. What and I then, heard from your from your technique was that you are giving choices, you're you're asking questions, and I also really like the um, half of the sentence, leaving the end of the sentence blank for the child to fill in. Yes. Is, yeah. Is a nice collaborative way to come up with something. Right. Absolutely. And then when they do, I praise them. Oh, that was a great job. You know, let's move. Let's go outside. Our friends are outside or we need to, we need to get our shoes on, you know, we're out, we need to run out the door, whatever it is. But yeah, I just, I think it's, it's really been, it's been beneficial. It's working. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were able to share that with us. I, I was all caught up in drums and thinking yeah. about yeah. And then I, it's funny because I, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to see what else I could share with, with you. And I have sure. another one, another way that I help with. Um, so the drumming, of course, there. And then I'm in the classroom now. So that's where I'm, I'm at. And then I also have um, two boys of my own, 12 and 16. And so throughout that, I've learned how to help them be better listeners. And also just a, a, a quick fun fact my drumming program was born for my older son. He's now 16, but when he was in third grade, um, I was wanting to help him learn to cope, have, you know, to learn to have more coping strategies. Um, he has Asperger's, and so he has a hard time with, you know, a few things, and he has a lot of sensory, so that's why I created my program for him, and it did help him, and then I realized, oh, wow, okay, now it can help many other children. And as I went along, you know, I had to figure out how to help Javen, my older son, and Sterling, my younger son. And then, but what now works, and it's, I mean, it's been working for years. So when they choose, because they're older, right, they're, you know, teenager, almost a teenager, they choose not to listen, then, um, or follow along, or help, or anything, I'll when I ask them and I, you know, ask them to do something, maybe, you know, go take a shower and then, or go brush your teeth. Right. And they don't listen. Then I just say one word and I say, acknowledge. Yeah. I say acknowledge. And then they, they need to acknowledge what I said. Then they say, okay, mom, you know, and then they usually kind of go, you know, and then they get up and do what they're supposed to do. But if they don't, right, they don't get up and do after I say acknowledge. And then they, because usually I'll ask what I request and then I hear nothing, right? Right. And then I say acknowledge. And then they say, okay, okay, mom, you know, and then that's what makes, they, I know they understood me. They understand what they need to do. But if they don't listen, then I, I just explain to them that you've, you know, that you need to be responsible. You said you were going to go and get up and go brush your teeth. You need to be accountable, and you need yeah. to have integrity. So that's how I handle my boys. And that's what helps yeah. me. So you're, re- you're reminding them of their uh, kind of agreement or you're giving them, you're giving them a reason. Yeah. Rather than just coming down with a, with a consequence or, or something. Right. Absolutely. And then as like now I help, I'm trying to help them with time management. So then I'll just say, what time is it? And then they'll figure it out. Oh, I need to take a shower. <laughs> I, need to do, I need to do my homework, you know, and then I'll just kind of help them with their time management. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm sure we could go on about, about that. <laughs> I know, um, yeah. I know it's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of ins and outs, but um, I've learned a lot already, especially about the, um, that kind of 
memory and, and habit uh, part of things. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, interesting. And how, and how you can get a, a group so big of people so young in tune um, <laughs> and paying attention through, through something that's really, really so simple. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Banging on a drum. That's right. That's something that everyone has access to really. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that I'm assuming that you can use a, a stick and a log if you, if you uh, don't have the resources to, to get a drum. Yeah. I know some, some people, some teachers even use, um, like oatmeal containers, empty ones, they turn them over, you know, something, you know, people can, they're interested, they're very uh, creative. They can find different things that, that are relating, like they can be a drum, you know, it can be a drum. Great. Well, we will put links to your uh, site and, and everything we talked about. We'll put that in the show notes. And thank you. Crick Cricket, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom today. Thank really you. Appreciated you coming on the show and talking to us about uh, something that's that we haven't talked about on the show before. So that's the opening opening some new some new doors and expanding some minds. I hope it was helpful for anyone listening, and I know I enjoyed the conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, James, for having me. It was a pleasure. I just enjoyed it all. Thank you so much. All right. Well, and for everyone listening. We'll catch you later. Thank you. Bye-bye.